and gentlemen to the 20th episode of the valorant show i'm your host taylor reflections noble joined by troy tuttle aka too loud and man it's good to be back 20 episodes in the bank at least after this one it's been a long journey but it's been a great time having you all around troy how you feeling it has man 20 episodes it's been fun we got we've gotten to know a lot of listeners got to know a lot of people uh gotten to know each other right doing this podcast but it's been fun man it, it has been this whole you know valorant has really changed my life in a lot of ways um starting with obviously you know giving me a great game to play mm. um and finally getting like to play a little bit of what i've been watching for years which is like that csgo style of play right right um and i and i wanted it i wanted to play csgo for so long and go back to it from you know being out i, I played csgo originally back when i was in high school when it first came out but mm. like I didn't ever really get really big into it and competitive, and but I always watched it. And so uh, Valorant kind of gave me that and essentially pushed me to, you know, give up my console life and move over to mouse and keyboard. So that's been fun. Okay. Uh, and also giving us a bunch of friends. So, you know, Valorant's been good to us, man. It's been great. I'm I've not going to lie. I, I really do enjoy the uh, kind of the friend zone that I've been invited with, with, uh, with you know, everybody that you've introduced me with. I'm not going to lie. Great group of uh, of guys. And uh, like you said, our community too that we've grown has is is really supportive. Actually, I'm super super happy with them. I've had quite a bit of support, uh, not only in the friends list, people adding me, but also coming over to my personal stream, which is which is great. I, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys coming in. I, one of the the viewers actually ended up donating five dollars the other day. I was like, yo, you're All insane. Right, we still got to catch some games. Um, but either way, man, this is uh, it's it's been a great journey. And we're going to continue going for it. Speaking of which, let's go and give our agents some love. Let's move into community feedback. Ask the agents. Ah, so much learned this day. A victory on many fronts. Why don't you go Hold on, start? Taylor. Hold on, Taylor. I want to take this one. I'm I know. <laughs> I'm going to go with Yoinkas. That's it. Spot on. 20 episodes to get to this point, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and, and gentlemen, I'm learning. That's one thing I'm also excited <laughs> about. I've been learning how to read. Uh, Let me say this. on the Valorant Show, learning uh, with, with Taylor. One, one, one of the viewers did come to my stream, and, and, I, and I pointed out you know, that, that you're always messing up because it was, remember, Magusta Trains, which is actually coming up next, and you couldn't, you yeah, couldn't yeah. say it. And uh, he said it was the funniest thing ever, man. So they like it. They they do like it that you can't pronounce things sometimes. So we're, we're having fun at your expense. It's a great time, man. You know that, that saying, what, what one man's trash, another man's treasure, one man's idiocracy is another man's laughter, I guess, in this one. I don't know. That was maybe. incredibly I, deep. I'm glad I can give a lot of people, uh, you know, some laughter. Okay. That's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm searching for, okay. uh, even at my own expense. But uh, Yoinkus says, hey, hey, you must be from Canada, I wonder. Uh, <laughs> but he says, hey, Reflections, another Breach main. Mm -hmm. Anyways, a great podcast. Keep up the work. P.S. I'm down to work on a Discord server. Hey, man, Yoinkus, actually, um, go ahead and if you uh, will shoot me a DM on Twitter, Too Loud TX, number two, L-O-U-D-T-X, uh, as in Texas. Um, if you'll shoot that over to me, I'll actually hook you up with the other guy that reached out to me, and maybe you guys can get together and make the Discord happen. I'm I'm, down, I'm totally down for that, and we're totally down to here to support the the community any way we can. So, yeah, thanks, Yunkus. Hey, hey, I've thought about it too. I'm like, you know, if a Discord server did get made, maybe you know, I can take a time, take some time out of my week, and just have like a community night. You know, just just kind of play some games, have some Dude, fun. And I, 
I actually feel kind of bad though because a lot of people hit me up and you know how me like especially catching me sitting at my desk is hard enough anyways it's actually impossible uh, I'm gonna let you guys know that it's it's literally impossible to catch Troy like he could text you and be like yo man uh you know let's do this at this time and you could be there at this time he's in the discord chat totally afk I don't know where he does or where he goes the guy is just he's a ghost I I can never catch him I mean, I got three little kids and my wife, so they always pull me away doing different things. Uh, but yes, I, I'm pretty hard to catch, but I feel bad because like, I'll get an invite, I'll come back, and they've mm. already started the game, and then I can't get in with them. So don't stop sending me invites. Don't st- stop in- in- inviting me uh, to join your parties. I definitely will. So just keep up, and I'm, you'll catch me here when I'm sitting at my desk, hopefully one time, and, and we'll do it. Oh, uh, but go ahead. What's the next one? I'll let you definitely pronounce. Oh, it's Clutch Kebab. Come on. He was here last week. Uh, He's here again. He says, too loud. Do you have a Discord? So I guess too loud. Do you have a Discord? I do. I do have a Discord. If you'll shoot me a DM on Twitter, I'll shoot you my Discord. There you go. Too easy. Shoot him a, shoot him a DM. Too loud. TX could stand for uh, TX for Texas or TX for transmit. Uh, transmit and receive, what? right? For the signal world. Army. Whoa, 25 Quebec. Let's go. That, wait, wait, wait a second. Educate all of us here a second. What? TX also stands for like term transmission. Yeah, it just means transmit. Like TX transmit, RX receive, and then you have to have Bro, receive to get transmit, transmit. My name's even cooler to myself now. Huh? My name's even cooler to myself now. It actually has some additional oh, wait, meaning. How did you twist that into you? Tra- I, don't, hey, I, don't, I didn't cool. know that. Yeah, man. Hey, like I said, it's it's a cool world. Signal world out there for, for anybody that's in the army and you, you're in signal. You, you guys get it. Hopefully, you guys get it. If not, AIT, he'll teach you. He goes on to say, are there seasons in Valorant? I'm a newbie to Valorant. I'm in the works of making a Valorant Discord for you. You should have uh, Ninja on the podcast. First off, big goals. Ninja on the podcast would be really nice. I'm not going to lie. To get his perspective, shoot, yeah, man, because let's not forget, he was competing in Valorant at the very beginning, uh, so it'd be kind of nice to get him on the podcast. Who knows? Maybe he will want to come on one day. Also in the works of making a Valorant Discord. So, man, we got A, or Yoinkus. <laughs> we got Yoinkus as well as Clutchabob coming in for a Discord. Send too loud a DM on Twitter and let them know Everybody's what you're doing. Everybody's going to be DMing me. I can't wait. I'm actually going to send messages on Twitter for my first time in like two years. Hey, man, boomer status. Too loud, though. <laughs> Question. Are there seasons in Valorant? I think you can take this yes. one. Yes, there are seasons in Valorant. Um, in fact, we are in what the... Second still, season, technically? technically first season. Technically first season. Because remember, three oh, was that's three right. acts. Act. Three right. acts per uh, per chapter. That's yeah. what they call it. So we're in the second act of the first season, technically, right now. And so we're coming up. We're, we're uh, what, like 15, 16-something days away, I think, from... Like, yeah, 14, 15, something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, depending on when you listen to the show, but we're in the teens, the the, the lower teens, I believe, of days um, that, we, uh, that we're actually going to have to... Uh, until we, I guess we get the next season technically, which we yep. think all will be or next act, and then after that act, which is the the third act, we'll get the next season. And a so new map. We're, we're expecting that to be and and supposedly another agent. So, but we will see coming in. Hopefully, what we're all you know we're all hoping for, which is the beginning of the year sometime that we'll we'll get in that new season mm-hmm. and expect some really big changes. I can't you know we've seen all these changes Taylor they made from week to week. And we know that they have big things they're working on uh, for each act and even bigger things for each season. So yep. I'm really excited to see what happens uh, as I, we continue too, to man. get our first introduction to our first new season, that kind of thing. Well, you know, until we get to that point, like you said, it's going to be another act. So we have another agent that's going to be coming out. A lot of talk as to what that agent is going to be. Um, you take your pick on what you think it's going to be. 
Um, but then also at the end of the third act, we will have the end of the first official chapter season, um, bringing in uh, season two or chapter two, and that will introduce a new map. So if you are tired of Ascent Bind, um, you know, Haven, and uh, you know, the likes of the others, hey man, we are we are going to be getting uh, another one. So that'll be really, really good, actually. I'm, I'm very, very looking forward to a, a new map. Instead of four, we'll have five, which would be, which would be pretty great. No, I'm I'm right there with you for sure. Uh, Magusta trains. Hey, my guy. One twenty-two. What's up, Magusta? <laughs> uh, people don't understand Viper. That is true. Uh, that is true. Uh, and these are a lot of words. So Taylor, I'll let you read. Really, a lot of words <laughs> here. Magusta trains. I got your back, brother. People don't understand Viper. Back again. I'm overjoyed with the somewhat recent Viper buffs and have learned virtually all of the smokes and screens and little tricks of Viper. However, nobody in solo queue knows how to play with Viper. It's just a mess when I set everything up on her. For example, on bind A site, while attacking, I set up my wall to cover U-Haul and half of heaven and my orb to cover the rest of heaven. When this happens, we either plant short or straight out of the bathrooms right behind that green box, I assume. Every single game I played with this setup, they push through instead of planting and instantly die. Followed by uh, them telling me to not ever wall or do anything ever again. Stuff like this makes me not want to play Viper because no one knows how to play with her. Any temps I can use and still play uh, Bay, Viper, and Climb. Uh, Man. FSM, PS, let me know if you figure out what FSM is. I. What is FSM? Trauma answer FSM? some questions. Google FSM. Magusta trains, it better not be any craziness, man, because I know you huh. come to my stream. We're going to have a personal one-on-one -on -one talk, man. You have me Googling some FSM stuff, man. Risky click uh, of the day. Risky search of the day. He's going to – he's the old ball. I'm doing it on my personal computer. almost right did it on my work computer. Don't want to do that. You never know. <laughs> well, all right, so check this out. First and foremost, a figure Flying pain, spaghetti man. monster? That's Surely literally what it came up monster. with. Is it Scientology? It That's says Scientology. flying – Flying Spaghetti Monster, and then it says the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. That's what I'm saying. It's it, isn't, that, isn't that Scientology? I don't know, man. Hey, look. Flying I don't think the Church of the Flying with. Spaghetti Monster is Scientology. <laughs> okay, I don't know, man. That's e e Both of them are crazy. Either way, this and I'm is sorry great. to This is wonderful. There, either way, man, I uh, just, <laughs> just want to say, Magusta Trains, thank you for FSM. We appreciate that, educating us one Flying Spaghetti Monster at a time. Uh, another thing, I, I feel your pain, I really do, because Viper is a fantastic agent when in, used in conjunction with a team that knows what they're doing or a, a, a solid five stack, right? As, as Troy's just laughing over there. Um, with that being said, uh, you know, as a breach player, and this is actually going to be said later on whenever we do our, uh, our match point final thoughts and closing of what I want to continue to improve on, breach is very much so uh, an initiator and used when uh, used in conjunction best with a team that is uh, congealed together very well. And I think much so with Viper. I'm actually really disappointed that the people that you're playing with don't understand Viper's one-ways because one-ways are incredibly valuable and can be used uh, pretty much universally with any of your teammates as long as you just communicate that effectively. So I feel your pain. I understand that it's frustrating. It's solo queue. You know, solo queue, it's just you you never know what you're going to get, man. Forrest Gump, right? It's incredibly tough, especially at the lower MMRs. I think your MMR is roughly around the same as me, like gold area, plat area. But regardless, though, Magusta Trains, if Viper's Bay, you may have some frustrations with her, but at the end of the day, it's Bay. 
you just got to keep going strong with her, man, and fix those issues, okay? So maybe communicate with your team a little bit more effectively or just, you know what, learn to play Viper as best as you possibly can, as you've already done, and then uh, just solo queue and just frag out, man. Just go out there and slay out. Tough, man. Tough. Yeah, communi oh, honestly, okay. dude, communication is it. What? Oh, 100%. 100%. What'd you find and, out? And I, and I do agree, though, like Viper, Viper doesn't get played a lot people that play viper aren't very good with her so learning how to play alongside a very good viper is a tough thing yeah. it's just not common you're not gonna run into a lot and by the way flying spaghetti monster has absolutely nothing to do with scientology church i don't think okay like i'm to reading the wiki right now and i don't see, I don't see <laughs> it. but uh i want you to go read this and then next week we could talk a little bit more it's pretty funny we're gonna talk um, about as a topic next week all right what uh, did maybe you just the do flying spaghetti trains you just it's, opened up a can of worms man yeah you did yeah you, you definitely <laughs> did wow way to sidetrack the show and not even be here magusta wow all right uh okay buddy one two three says great show i just reached uh i just reached plat hey way to go buddy Man, Platt, we got some decent, we got some decent players up in here listening to us. And by solo uh, tuning, by the way, uh, a few days ago, by yeah, I know. Uh, I come up, I come from a very aggressive Fortnite and Apex background, and used uh, used to W King Arena and ranked mm. games. Unfortunately, uh, this doesn't really work for me and Valorant. <laughs> Any tips on how to be more patient? Hey, man, you know what? I am like you, um, and that's why I actually Valorant. I think can't like really appealed to me so much okay boy is because okay buddy uh, it, oh okay buddy um literally bo because I, I wanted a different style of play i was yeah. a i'm a big w key player too and it, like that's kind of what intrigued me about valorant was the fact that it is a different pace you really 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 have to uh be in a different mindset when you play this game it's not like you know taylor like when you play call of duty you can come home from a crazy day at work and be like, ah, I'm just going to jump on with the boys and play some Call of Duty and jump right into it and just yeah, start Yeah, search, TDM, whatever, yeah. Right, you just start slaying out almost immediately. But, like, you get, you get you jump on with your boys on Valorant, and if everybody ain't mind straight, you're gonna, you, you're gonna you ain't going to have a good time. You get destroyed. Because yeah. you're going to lose. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I mean, and forgive me for anybody out there that loses quite often and listens to the show, I, I just don't like losing. And so I can't take it a lot, right? So if the boys aren't in the right mind, I can't just keep playing and losing, man. I just want to point out, by the way, me and him haven't played in a while. Now I'm learning why live here on uh, episode number 20, why we haven't played. He can't stand losing, guys. And that's yeah. why we don't play together. Not that I, I've played the game. I just haven't played with Taylor, just so we're clear. No, I'm exactly. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You hate losing, no, so that's but what it's really not. It's, that's really not why. I don't, I don't actually mind. Um, well, actually, with you, I probably won more than anybody else. Uh, but uh, some of our friends also stopped playing. So yeah. we, uh, it's just, you know, it's just like uh, for me, I don't know. I, I liked, I liked the, op you know, the, the, the difference in play, the different play style uh, and learning how to be patient, man. And keys to be impatient. There's not really any, yeah. it's just learning. Yeah. It's repetitiveness. Well, um, I, I will say this like, okay, buddy, first and foremost, I totally get it. Uh, Apex, I didn't play too much of. I just, for some reason, didn't like the game. It just didn't fit me because uh, I was I was more into Fortnite. Um, and, and for those out there that get offended that we're talking about Fortnite, we apologize, but it was brought to a I love uh, me some Apex, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I bet if I was playing Apex on PC, I would have stayed with it longer. Two, two different games. Apex, I feel Apex is actually a lot faster in some ways. Fortnite, faster in some ways, you know, the building. But regardless, I digress. Uh, w Keen, I get it um, because I'm much the same way, especially if I go and play Fortnite now. 
but you're right you can't do that in valorant because first and foremost you know most of the time you're going to be a disservice to your team right because you're pushing out you're throwing your life away unnecessarily and i do include if you are w king and valorant and you're picking up one elimination you're still doing your team a disservice because if you get finished off after that 1v1, it's still a 4v4. And and now your utility is out of the way. And most likely you didn't use your utility appropriately. So going down that early on definitely hurts your team. So some tips on this, like, like, like Troy said, there's really not a lot to give there other than, you know, just, I would say try to be unique with how you push. You can yeah. push without fully W-king. What I mean by this is learning all your angles. So you can actually force your opponent's hand by working different angles, whether you're an op player, uh, you know, Vandal player, whatever weapon that you're using. And you can be aggressive while still being passive and still helping out your team and providing defense, right? If you do want to really like, you truly want to be that W key master, couple ways you can go about that right you can be an initiator by being an initiator you're technically w king and you're pushing in and you're allowing your team to then go behind you right so you're going to be that first initial fragger very risky high risk high reward you may get some early picks but yeah. either way you know being, being such as you know your breach play breach or, or play phoenix breach phoenix whoever right and, and then you can push in and be ready to go and, and you can be that w key warrior while still assisting your team break on that's taylor's fault i gotta push him out there more like when we he plays i'm like taylor taylor I, push you're not it. wrong you're not wrong no, you're not wrong, man. And you know what? That's some things I got to improve on. But, you know, or you could play Jet and you could just be your, you know, your Jet Judge player, but still, again, you're not helping True. your team. But try to be creative with how you, you know, theoretically W key in the game. Work your angles and, and really assist your team. And if your team backs you up, you can W key and force yourself on a site. Make it fun. I because, like, I will say is this is a slow game, man. Yeah, it, it is a slow game. Um, and the moments that are fast are really fast and really fun. Right, yeah, 100%, like, yeah. that's why we all get addicted to it, uh, because it captures that so well. I think, um, like the 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 other thing I would say is, for me, I've I've changed my gameplay into uh, number one. We talk a lot about we have a section we've been going through on the show, right, where we talk about the play your role, yeah. play who you actually are. Like that's really important, and and to that effect, like I've been changing over from Brimstone and playing Phoenix a ton. Mm. Um, because I like to talk a lot. I like to push the the game. Um, I like to be entry fragger a little bit. So it really works out for me really well. So, uh, you know, and maybe maybe try playing different styles of 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 gameplay uh, with your friends or whoever you're playing with, right? Uh, maybe you break off. Maybe you be the lonesome guy by yourself that's flanking the map, right? Mm. Um, maybe you'll 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 find your, your you'll get your pick. Uh, you'll or you'll have a good time. You know, kind of learning uh that quick pace movement like that and, and being able to have a little more freedom going around the map so there, there's little things you can do like that that kind of get you maybe more used to the game sense and filling it out but man this game is all about like really teamwork at its core and it's and and timing right yeah. and so uh to the the problem with w king is timing isn't your best friend uh when you're always doing the same thing and just pushing forward so yeah, uh, I, I think you'll, you're going to nail it, man. Keep with it. Keep sticking to it. Try some different things. Try some different agents, and uh, I'm sure you'll find the one that fits you best. But hey, Taylor, we got we got some good things coming out this week. Some good news segments that are happening as well. And like I told you, I've been playing Phoenix. So as always, let's run it back. Yeah, let's bring it back. All right, Taylor. First one we got here really caught my eye this past week when I was reading this article. Uh, and just to let everybody in, here's the title. Valorant Patch 1.08 Leaks Reveal Update on Mobile Version. Okay, first off, 
we've talked about this coming to console and how difficult it would be for console mm-hmm. because of the fact that how you, you know, the precision of shooting with the precision of your, your thumbsticks, not the same thing, right? That's mm-hmm. the difference, the big difference between keyboard and mouse. So even without reading into this yet, how in the world could this game possibly operate on a mobile version? I mean, I, I think honestly it can be ported over quite well. I mean, when you think about Valorant, the game is, you can run the game essentially on a toaster, like literally on, on a carrot, on a stick, man. I mean, on, 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 on as, as a potato, man, because that's just how they designed the game. It's more CPU intensive than graphically intensive. And really it's, it's incredibly easy to run. Okay. With that being said, phones can easily run the game of valorant my only concern is with as many abilities and as mil- as many actions as you can take with a certain agent are you going to have enough real estate on your screen i don't know i definitely feel like uh, phones 100 though will be able to have the hardware to be able to run the game effectively i mean we're coming out with 100 120 hertz refresh rate screens on phones right the uh, I know Verizon's new phones are going to be coming out like the S30s or whatever. Excuse me if I'm talking about Verizon and Android. I know I, I, you know, you Apple users out there like fanatics about it and always want to put us down. But regardless, though, phones are getting more advanced. So with that being said, uh, I, I think Valorant can absolutely run on, on mobile. It's a pretty crazy move, though. I'm not going to lie. I would expect, but it might be easier to port the mobile than to port to console because when you oh, port to 100%. console. 100%. You got to deal 100%. with uh, you got to deal with PlayStation. You got to deal with Xbox, right? Microsoft and all that. And then, well, PlayStation's way easier. Microsoft's the the hard port. Um, like that's mm-hmm. actually the hardest port right now, uh, because of how it's built. Uh, but like, uh, I, uh, uh, you know, versus PlayStation. Just so we're clear, I don't know about phones. I'm sure mobile's a lot easier, dude, because the client, the way the clients work. But like the image that they have on the article that I saw on Deserto.com, um where they have it laid out. Like, it makes sense. The button placement makes sense. The screen, how they show it makes sense. It looks good. Like, it looks good. It, I, I mean, but here's my question. Do you think then there's really a thought, and this has always been the thing, right? Like, when is the next line of esports, the next big thing of esports, the mm-hmm. next big thing that fills arenas? Where is it coming from? Dude, could it literally be the things are in our pocket creating competition like Valorant on mobile that fills up the next stadium? Well, look at PUBG Mobile. PUBG Mobile is incredibly, incredibly popular. Um, actually, it, it, I do believe it, it started apexing at one point uh, regular PUBG in terms of like the regular league and, and overall, you know, player base and prize pools and tournaments. PUBG Mobile is incredibly successful. Say what you want about PUBG. PUBG was was a leader in uh, in battle royales whenever it was first released, and PUBG Mobile continued to be successful. The reality is, Troy, you just recently switched the PC. Before that, you were on console. But I when did. did you get your Thanks. first phone? Oh, my first. I mean, I, I actually got one not. of the first Advanced or not? You've had a phone. I got, I, oh, I assume since much. I was, dude, I was, I was trading Sprint phones when they used to flip, <laughs> you know, trying to get the skinnier. Back exactly. in the day, see, for us, when we were younger, back in the day, it was good to have the, like the skinniest phone, then mm. the smallest phone was the coolest phone. Like the Razor phone. Remember the Razor? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 I bought one Just of those like crack that. screen. I was still the coolest kid in junior high. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you could play Snake on it. Remember Snake? You could play yeah, a no, 100%. Snake, snake was my, my jam, bro. I'd play Snake all the time. Nokia was like a manufacturer of big-time phones the little, back little, then. Little, it was just a solid phone, bro. You, you had your buttons, and then you had your screen, and it was all one thing. Yep. 
yeah. we're really dating ourselves here, man. Yeah, we sure are. Anyway, so really we had those things. Eggs. But yeah, I mean, so I've had a fun that long. But no, you're right. In fact, if people don't know this, the interesting thing about mobile is mobile crushes PC and console combined. Because everybody has a phone. And, and, and by the way, don't just think mobile in terms of phones. Think of it also in tablets as well. Tablet yeah. is considered mobile. Right. My, hey, most, so most here's the thing. Competitive gamers, like you think Ducky, like who plays like mobile, he plays on his iPad. That's what he plays on, you know, when he's playing Bro, Fortnite competitive. I guarantee you, my son will play Valorant if it comes on console. He's not going to play it probably on, any on other console way. I mean, on, 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 if it comes on phone, because he yeah. probably won't play it any other way, because it's not going to come to console. Right. I don't think they're going to open it to console. Um, they might eventually. I think they will but eventually. Like, I think they will eventually, but not you now. You think so? Well, I mean, what's what's the purpose now? You got your, you know, your PS5 is coming out. You have the new Xbox coming out. It's just it's too early to tell what's going to be successful. What's not going to be successful? I still think it's easier to go to a mobile port. This look, the thing is, is right now the mobile scene is like the wild wild west. That's what people akin it to, and you know, people have gave mobile a thought process. Like I've casted other mobile games too. Um, Ring yeah. of Elysium was was one of them. Or was it was it Rules Survival? Excuse me, Rules of Survival was was a mobile game that we that was played, and um, oh, I forget his name, but he actually ended up playing COD Mobile. COD Mobile was a thing too, by the way. It's really popular, actually. It's still but, pretty popular right now. The new CODs yeah. are actually really good because you can also play with the controller. But that opens up this question: Will you be able to play Valorant with a controller on a mobile device before you play Valorant with a controller? on a console i i think so i think so because i, I think it's the way that it's ported differently and, and the way that it's kind of held i th i think it's going to be successful in its own right i 100 percent think that there are going to be tournaments that are going to be ran on valorant mobile without question right because it's another scene especially whenever it first launches you better believe there's going to be plenty of tournaments with and, and it's and it's not really going to be pros it's going to be all your content creators are going to be playing in it because yep. they just want to promote it but either way what i'm most curious about is how does Valorant make money? They make money with in-game sales. And I'm very curious to see how they're going to go about doing in-game purchases with Fortnite now doing their big lawsuit because I'm super curious, are they going to want to give 30% back to IT or whatever you know the split is? You know, are they going to play fair ball with, uh, with uh, you know, the Apple Store as well as, you know, Google Play? That's what I'm curious well, about because right now, mobile scene is still growing substantially. But without question, uh, the scene is hurting. Now, I will say this. What's very interesting about this, Troy, is obviously Riot knows what they're doing with the mobile scene. Right now, the Fortnite mobile scene is is pretty, I mean, it's pretty much dead because of the lawsuit. Okay, without question. So I'm I'm super curious. It, it, to, two totally different games, but is Valorant now hinting at this mobile game for Valorant, mobile port for it, to maybe transition some of those players that Fortnite is losing from the mobile scene over to the Valorant mobile scene? And that's something they could, that that's tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. But I mean, hey, the opportunity's there for them to capitalize. And this is it. Either way, well, I think right, it's super You're cool. right. Right now, the door is open for 100%. another big game, another big publisher to walk in on a mobile device and do something great. Like, uh... I, I don't see this getting settled between Apple and Epic yeah, anytime not, soon. Yeah, not for some They're going to tie it up in litigation for years, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's how these things go, mm -hmm. people, unfortunately. So if you are a, a Fortnite player on mobile, I'm sorry. Um, however, like, no, I'm with you. The thing I have to question you on, though, mobile makes money from microtransactions. Yeah. People don't typically drop 40, 50 bucks a time on mobile now maybe 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 fortnite changed that a little bit for some of those players that player base right that that sure. demographic of mobile players maybe it did 
but you know, uh, for instance, we have a new uh, a, a a new uh, bundle coming out that's going to be seventy one hundred. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the prices now. Yeah, you're talking about the Gunskin bundle. Yeah, the Gunskin bundle. It's coming out. It looks really awesome. By the way, if you guys haven't seen this one, the Gunskin G U N, and believe it or not, I can actually say the words that <laughs> it stands for. And I read these to you the very first time, and I'm going to try it again. Gravitational uranium Nero blaster. Isn't that, isn't that correct? I read it correctly, just for everybody out there. Yeah, gravitational uh, uranium neuroblaster. There you go. So that new collection's coming out, and it looks sweet, man. I love it. I think it's awesome. But I'm with you. Like, how does that tie in to the mobile scene? How can the mobile scene, like, is the mobile community typically, are they open to spend? Yeah. What is it, 80 bucks on that or whatever? So you you have your wells, right? I mean, your wells are pretty historic with supporting, you know, free-to-play games on mobile. Think Clash Royale, Clash of Clans. Um, yep. what, what, what else? I mean, even Warzone microtransactions, Fortnite microtransactions. Which, by the way, I you know, Fortnite skins on mobile were still making them millions of dollars. Like, that's Isn't why TFT on mobile now, too? TFT's on mobile, so, and you have Chess Rush. Like, you have a ton of games that are on mobile. PUBG, you know, mobile had, of course, their in-game currency and stuff like that. It's not a new thing. I, I'm going to be totally transparent. You know, when I play Clash of Clans and I play Clash Royale, like, I spent a ton of money. Like, I did. Like, <laughs> I'm not even... Clash Royale probably spent over a grand, uh, you know, buying stuff and buying, you know, cards, stuff like that. Uh, Clash of Clans... I don't know how much I spent. I spent a lot though upgrading, you know, because I don't want to wait, you know, a week for my for my dragons yeah. to upgrade to another level. Yeah. I'm gonna upgrade them now. So uh there are those who people waits? out there that will spend the money. But this is the thing. I I strongly feel those people who play Valorant Mobile are still gonna play Valorant on PC and they're going to buy the skins, vice versa. But I, I am what I am curious to know though, will your skins you know, from Valorant PC, then transfer over to Valorant Mobile. Some games oh God, don't do please. that. Some you games can't, don't you do have it. to. Some games those don't do prices, it. Those prices, bro. Some games don't do it. And so, but I know, but if you I, want I me to play, will. I think they will. I, I would hope so. Because if you want me to play on both, there's no way I'm, I'm buying the skins on both. So God, no. I can't afford that. There's no yeah. way. Yeah. I'm with you. I am a, I'm a fan, but I mean, we both agree, right? That you can't let PC players play against mobile players yeah i agree well so yeah i definitely agree i think cross-platform right now would be way too way too soon way not too soon. right there you can't maybe yeah. console you can try it later on but dude you're not nah, gonna, there's well, no way a mobile player can keep up with a pc well player right you now. say that but then i do strongly believe that mobile version is going to have some type of aim assist 100 percent, 100 percent. It's got to. I think, I think it's going to have uh, it. I, all it mobile to. games that I played, like shooter wise, is, has had some type of because you ha, you can't be accurate. Like you you can't. Like it's not like flicking on a mouse, right? It, it's yeah. just not. Super interesting concept. Though. You haven't I'm seen surprised. me play on the iPad, bro. I'll be flicking like crazy. <laughs> I'm surprised they're doing it so early, Troy. This is super early for them to release anything like a, a different port. When not too long ago they were they were you know kind of throwing ports to the wayside like saying hey if it happens it happens but we're not looking into it all of a sudden so, they're looking into it so let me ask you this do you think they they let this leak on purpose oh 100 they did right they had to yeah 100 percent. without question yeah Le leaks don't happen just out of out of nowhere for no reason you know what i'm saying yeah. well this thing joe ziggler you know he did come out and say that they were exploring the option to bring in you know the future earth experience to mobile all right but i mean Granted, there's been no updates since then, but I mean, without question, these leaks happen. Not, not, they happen on purpose. 
to build hype. Yeah. It's smart. By the way, gotta ask you real quick before we move on. What do you th- what do you think about that that gunskin, the blaster style cool, alien man. blaster I think style? It- it's the it's the coolest one we've had in a while, I think. You know, the the logo reminds me of like uh Planet Pizza or Planet Exp- whatever what was that for the for Toy Story man? Oh yeah yeah it does yeah Planet you know Pizza saying? or whatever yeah and, and then yeah. and too like uh so I seen actually a leak of this a long time ago but it wasn't in this variant like it had different uh, a skin theme I'm super curious what the gun sounds going to be I think the gun sound like whenever it shoots is going to be the coolest thing like is it going to sound like those star blasters or like they're going to those- finally make me buy another pack hey man you might i you know what I, I i i did make one purchase and it was i forget the skin name but uh i, I did purchase one for the op but i I, yeah. I can't buy skin this is a cool skin pack though if you're gonna buy a skin pack I, I would say this is something to look into well i haven't i don't think i've bought anything since let's see uh i get them the ember main skin right the dragons and then after that i got one one of the blue weapons and one of the uh I got the I got I got the uh wait, what did I get? I got uh I know you have the prime wait. bundle. I'm pretty sure from from like OG. I I just got the prime I just, I just got prime uh I just got the prime phantom. Oh, okay. And I also got the uh the phantom for the Speaking of which, yeah, the, get, the get your rewards in game. Yeah. Uh, you know, Twitch definitely uh, and for you guys out there too listening, yeah. Twitch did release uh some skins. And some items that you can claim via, uh, I think, Amazon Prime. Yep. So definitely yep. do Amazon that if you Prime. haven't done that. Free. Free 99, baby. Best price out there. Free 99, those other best prices. Well, to, t- to sum it up here with the run it back this week, we have several, talk about leaks, several major operator nerfs announced uh, for, for the next Valorant. So not so much leaks, but so much actually announced and confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, Taylor, you want to run us through these here real quick? Besides, I mean, the first one to start, I'll start us off from 4,500 to 5,000. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's now, now, now we're getting that. That's more than half, right? 4,500 wasn't half. Well, it was half, excuse me. So now you get into five grand, which is more than half. So you think about it. You're going to have to save, you know, extra if you want to buy that. And so 500, put that perspective, that's a ghost. So if you're going in your pistol round, you like to buy your ghost, which one one headshot potential is, you know, there. Maybe you don't buy it anymore. Maybe you don't buy a friends. Maybe you don't buy anything at all because you, you have to save really hard. And now buying an op, like buying three ops for your team is just, it doesn't seem worth it anymore. Like it can literally break you. You think about well, it, you buy your op for five grand, you buy your abilities, what let's say minimum you know that's what 800 now you're at 5800 plus you buy your shields you know full shield 6800 and some abilities could be more by the way you can bro break this is the biggest movement in price i think we've seen so far 100 percent um yeah. everything we've seen is usually changed by one or two hundred dollars this is five hundred dollar change it needs to happen though it needs but to dude not only does it cost more taylor but this thing is getting nerfed to the ground <laughs> <laughs> all right like scope movement speed 76 to 72 bro i mean the four percent difference you think we're gonna fill it oh uh, the, definitely the top pros are gonna fill it because there's there so they got the timing down right they have the timing down of how long it takes to kind of you know zoom in a movement speed and everything it's definitely gonna throw them off it's gonna take some adjusting but that's not even the worst of it you know the scope dead Dude. zone 30 percent to 50 percent movement speed inaccurate aiming sooner after moving slowly wow. become inaccurate after 2.2 seconds so y- you move with an op like you go to readjust and stuff and you know peak an angle it's going to be inaccurate like that that's going to be felt 100 percent. bro but, but listen if you hold it for more than 2.2 seconds 
you become it you yeah. become more accurate more uh you slowly yeah you slowly become more accurate yeah after 2.2 seconds so you become inaccurate uh aiming sooner after you move but then you slowly become more accurate after 2.2 seconds so essentially it takes 2.2 seconds to become more accurate after you do move wow so i wonder what more saying. accurate means like how much of a reset yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like yeah it, it's it's I'm, wild i'm curious fire rate rate of fire you had a 0. 0.6 Ooh. so it's slower in rate of fire now yeah which i so mean all if of you're the- opting it's kind of like what well, you're not really quick scoping like you do in COD. Oh, but some of those double, those quick ones where you saw That's somebody, true. you know, say, say for instance, you know, you take one of the pros out there, as you mentioned, get some of those quick flicks. They're not going to be, I mean, that's a difference now. There's a difference in that. Yeah. 0.75 to 0.6 is a difference. It'll be felt. Uh, equipment time, equip time from 0.3 seconds to 0.5 seconds. So now it takes half a second to even pull it out or to switch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Between your weapons. Yeah. Leg shot damage, 127 to 120. That's a good, I think that's a good change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but does it, what does that mean for, you got to get, oh, well, I guess basic, I wonder, can you get sh- shot through the wall now, fool? I guess mm-hmm. unless it's a headshot, it doesn't matter. No, you you can get shot through the wall now and do damage. You you It's it's called getting legged. And if you get legged like that, you know, it just does like 127. Like it's wow. it's it's a, it's a thing, yeah. Because you you'll call it out like, oh, I legged him, and then you know he's basically one shot. Unless it's a phoenix or you know, um, uh, sage you can heal. But regardless, jump though, yeah. land accuracy slightly longer inaccuracy time after landing from a jump. Mm-hmm. I mean, you shouldn't be jumping around with a sniper, anyways, right? Well, no, but I mean, like thinking like if you if you go from heaven right down, whether it be on uh, on split ascent. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, you can even think, uh, really, on all maps, pretty much. Yeah, on all maps, you go from heaven, you jump down. It, it, it's definitely, it's definitely a big, big, uh, big change. I mean, right, I, this is a huge nerf to ops. And, and first and foremost, I, I think it's justified. I really do. I don't know if they should have nerfed it as hard as they are doing. But granted, though, I'm happy that they're at least taking some measurements because without question, ops right now are, are a major issue. They, they really are. Um, and I know I can fill it in lower MMR. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be completely blunt with you. Ops are just easy to use. Like, I mean, ops are so easy to use, you know? Yeah. And uh, if you have a team that just, you know, they're not using their utility right, they're not countering you, or they don't have a good opera on the other team, like, it's GG. Like, lock it up. They, you can lock down an entire site by using the op. You know, get that quick pick, get first bloods. Hugely beneficial. But oh, these changes that are taking place now, 100%, we're going to see. First and foremost, opping now is going to become more special. Um, especially in those crazy plays, it's not going to be like, oh, okay, you know, he picked up a two piece. What? Now it's going to like it's really going to take some some uh, some readjusting, and uh, it, it's going to be a lot different. And, but that price increase though is is pretty insane, pretty insane. Like five hundred to five thousand, like that's a major difference. What pro do you think we're going to hear complain about it first? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, you have a couple out there. Wardell might do, you, might. do you do you think it's gonna change any of their play? You think all of a sudden they're gonna stop opping so much? I don't think they'll stop opping. I mean, op is still gonna be useful, hundred percent. Um, especially if you're locking down one lane. Um, I, I think who knows tens maybe Wardell, 
uh, win from Jinji. You, you might have quite a few that might complain about it, to be honest. I mean, th the point is, is, is right now, opping is like you're, you're, a, if you're a dominant opera, like it's exciting to watch you. You know, it's crazy. Like you could, you're, you're a huge playmaker. But l let's not get it twisted, though. I, I think the, the people who are going to complain the most are going to be like the community, you know, who, who are, you know, love to be jet operas and, and stuff like that. Nothing against them, but, you know, they like to do that. They're 100% going to, going to feel the pain. It, it's going to hurt. Yeah. It's going to shut them down pretty hard. Yeah, and I'm you know typically what happens is they make it these these drastic changes and they go back and they refine it a little bit more. So yeah. I expect that to be the case too, as we continue down the path of of seeing the op and and I guess really finding out where Riot wants it to live within the world of Valorant, sure. right? And, yeah. and how much power they want to have. Yeah. But uh, one thing for sure, uh, we're also trying to figure out this whole this whole you know, you know tournament system, how we're gonna do it, the different mm -hmm. things going around. And uh, you have something interesting for us this week here and uh, main topics. Pay attention. I learned something. Think you can keep up? Who am I kidding? You know you can't keep up. All right, Taylor. You were telling me a little bit about this before the show, but there was a tournament in Japan and they had some crazy band system or something. Break yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this was really cool. So AW Extreme Masters Japan Invitational. First and foremost, uh, got inspiration for this topic from uh, the Spike.gg, which by the way, uh, just uh, they just released their first official version of the Spike.gg officially leaving beta. I'm not going to lie, their improvements are are really nice. The site's great. They gave some user options. Now you have a user profile. You got flares. You got badges. We know we love those, especially if you're a Reddit user. And uh, they added this feature called match predictions. So literally, if a tournament's taking place, you can go in and pick a winner. And your prediction rate will actually be shown on your profile. So if you're good at predicting, hey, you could become a guru, a wizard. Maybe uh, throw that stat out there. Pretty cool. Not only that, uh, for all you dark users out there, um, you know, you could still use dark mode, but hey, for you crazy guys out there who like light mode, they also have a light mode as well. So you can go in and use light mode and and uh, do your thing. I don't know why you would get flashbang, but you absolutely could do Bro, it. Bro, I just saw that. That is so easy too. Like you can hit the button, go right between oh, yeah. this top right corner, right next to your login. This is great, man. Arthur and team, they did, they killed Heck it, man. Yeah. Well, we had him on the show. You brought him on. You remember uh, uh, a lot of episodes ago, but man, Arthur Minikoff doing great things. Super, super proud, super happy of them. Not only that, they did add world and regional rankings, which is really cool. So uh, teams will in fact have a ranking. I know as long as you keep your three core member team, uh, your points won't really change too harshly. But if you if that three core member team is broken up, the team will be penalized harshly. The way that I see it happening is uh, I think like max, you can get a thousand points. Um, but either way, is like, you know, if you win, you lose. It goes up, it goes down. Super cool, especially if you're trying to get some quick stats. Check them out. The spike.gg version 1.0 is now out. But back on topic, man. Yeah, so this was the first time an agent ban system uh, was was really implemented in a Valorant tournament. Like I said, the AW Extreme Masters Japan Invitational. And I'm actually a fan of this. I really like it. So I've always been a, a, a big proponent of... Uh, some type of ban system, whether it be a map pick and ban or an agent pick and ban, I absolutely think it's it's useful for the scene. Now, I I I don't know if it's useful as of yet, given the fact that you know we don't have that many agents and we're very limited on maps. But either way, they played around with it. So the way that it worked is every match was a best of three. So they would start it off with a knife round. Okay, so every round or every uh every match. There would be a knife round. The winner of the knife round can either choose the map on off or the, they can either choose the map that they want to play or 
They can choose offense or defense of the first game and third game. And then, of course, the loser then would choose the map. And uh, the loser can then choose the map on offense or defense on the second game. And if one team chooses map, the other team chooses offense, defense. So as exactly as I said, just, so just to recap, because I know I kind of muddied that. So winner of knife round can either choose, you know, the map or they can choose offense or defense first game and third game. And then the loser gets the choice of the latter. Then they also did an agent bam. And this is what's really cool because we've seen the knife round kind of been played out in CSGO and, and other tournaments. Agent ban. Each team gets to ban an agent. Now, this is done each game that takes place. So each map. Just so one agent. Of, just they, Each team can ban one agent. So technically, two agents get banned each match. The loser of the knife round bans first, and the winner bans after that. They can't so ban this. Yeah. Can they ban the same agent? Each? So they can't like, ban, ban the same agent. And you can't ban the same agent in a row in different maps. So, for example... If you ban Phoenix map one and map two, you cannot ban Phoenix again. And vice I have a versa. question though. If I ban Phoenix, does that mean nobody on my team can play him either? Correct. Exactly. Except so Phoenix they're banning him from the entire from the entire that, meta. That, that entire series. meta. Exactly. Or, exactly. Or that match, I guess it is. Yeah. Exactly. That, that, those and, and the bans are specifically per map. Okay. Now, the reason why I like this, first and foremost, it throws a wrench in your team setup. I'm a Breach main. You guys know this. I only play Breach, okay? I need to play more. But the point is, you ban Breach. If I'm in a tournament and you ban Breach, I'm lost. I'm like, yo, hey, check it out. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Am I going Cypher? Am I going Phoenix? What, what am I going to do? Um, so I like it for that reason. But I also like it, too, because by banning Agents... You can you can seriously uh, affect how that map is played. For example, um, let's say on the same map you have an omen ban and a brimstone ban. All of a sudden, you have to force the teams to play without smokes, right? The only smokes that you can have, I guess, you know, viper, and then you can have you know your jet smokes. But the point is, you don't have your traditional smokes, so that changes up the meta entirely. Think about it. Maybe you ban cipher. Right? Maybe you ban Cypher, and which by the way, Cypher and, and they only and Spike the Spike.gg only got the stats from the actual stream games. But maybe you ban Cypher, which happened quite a bit. Omen and Cypher actually had the highest ban rates. Um, all of a sudden, what do you do? Like, you know, essentially have a free site unless someone has a killjoy, right? The point is you can drastically change what is taking place on the map, what the meta is. And if you do your research and you do, you know, like Shinobi does, for example, for Cloud9, we had him on the show. If he does his research and he knows, you know, Gen G likes, you know, they're more dominant with this certain agent and this certain agent. Hey, let's get yep. it out of the way. Let's not play it. They'll have it for map two, but then map three, you can come back in and ban it once again. So the point is it gives you a leg up and it adds a new layer of strategy into the tournament. That's why I'm a fan of it. Oh, I'm definitely a fan. I'm a fan of bands. I think the band system is cool. I think it's challenging. Uh, I think it goes, it really talks about the strategy and uh, what your preparation is going into the matches and so for that like i'm all about the mind game and the skill that's happening that's not right in front of your face right yeah. um you know some people hate watching baseball and i get it completely understand why some people hate baseball i love watching it because like all the things that are going on on behind the scenes you have no idea yeah like what the you know what the base runners are doing and, and what the coaches are giving signals to uh you know to to uh, the third base coach and telling the other players what to do and what pitch and exactly why they throw a pitch even though they were going to throw a ball when they threw a ball you know like 
all that kind of thing. And so for me, uh, the mind game of Valorant as well uh, would be even better if uh, they continue to go on this path of having, uh, you know, some bands. Um, they have more maps that you can select from. Really uh, creating that variety that you want uh, from, a, from a pro scene. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, um, you know, we have we have all these different uh, different types of agents. We have the the different maps that have their different abilities and different uh, unique things about them. And so, uh, man, throwing in uh, a combination of what agents can be played on those maps, uh, depending on who blocks what, um, that would be a lot of fun to watch. Hundred uh, percent. And I think we we'd see a lot of different gameplay that we normally don't get to see, right? Because it's if everybody gets to pick the same thing all the time, you kind of get the kind of get used to doing the same thing you know and and no hate to the pros but i would probably do the same thing i'd i'd also kind of get in my groove of always knowing what i wanted to do and how we win but uh when you when you start taking agents out of the pool definitely starts to switch it up a little bit and we're also switching it up this week as well with our new save and spin this week we're going to duelist halftime if you saved spend it don't save a thing all right, so this week we got the duelist. Yeah. Uh, so we've already talked about controller and Sentinel. So go back and listen to those. If you didn't check it out, this is your first time here. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening, especially this far into the show. Make sure you go back and listen to those other two, though, because we got some good sections. Uh, and save or spend this week, like I said, is on the duels. We got Rays, Phoenix, Jet, and Reyna. Uh, duelists are self-sufficient fraggers who their team expects through abilities and skill to get high frags and seek out engagement first. So, uh, exactly like it says there, if you are playing Rays, Phoenix, Jet Arena, your team's waiting for you to make the move. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for you to, to, to support that initiator when you go in and really uh, have, that, have that ability to you know, like, you know, go ahead and, uh, and flash, right? So that your initiator can jump in there and get those first couple kills. Um, you know, setting up and guarding uh, your your controllers, right, and and protecting your sentinels a little bit, so that you, you're kind of that 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 dual threat in a way, right? You you have the ability to to create some, uh, whether it be a flash, uh, whether it be some type of distraction, jet, you know, throwing her smokes in there, yeah. Um, but really allowing your team to kind of uh, support that initiator and make the move in. And you gotta gotta be that man that's that's looking that that girl that's looking at multiple things uh, and trying to keep a pulse on. This is one of the hardest roles I think to play as a duelist uh, because you are in that support and that aggressive role at the same time. It's hard, but hugely impactful, and uh, you can really shift uh, the tide of the game if you are going to play. As a, as a duelist, whether it be Rays, Phoenix, Jet Arena, like you need to make sure that you can frag out and you can really assist your team. Because the point is, if you're playing as as any duelist, any of those four agents, and you're not fragging out, you're not playing a duelist to its top potential, to its top abilities. So make sure if you are going to play a duelist that you uh, you can frag out, right? You can you can play with some of the best. If not, totally cool. Don't get down on yourself. Play something a bit slower with more utility where you can assist your team more effectively. But duelists are going to be right up the alley of, uh, of okay, buddy, one, two, three, right? From our Ask the Agent section, he said he's W Keen. I'm, I'm almost positive he's playing as Ray's Phoenix Jet Arena, right? That's right up his alley. And, oh, bro. Uh, and, and right rolling so. Reyna for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Reyna's a great one for that if you want to double key a little bit. Definitely. And 100%. throw out your little leer. Good to go, man. Mm, mm. 
Man, I'm ready to go play some Valorant here when we get off. Uh, next week, we'll be covering initiators for you. So, you know, your man here, uh, Reflections, will be covering initiators next week. But, hey, as you always say, all things, all good things have to come to an end. <laughs> a little bit right? smoother, but yeah. <laughs> hey, you're a little smoother on it than I am. But, hey, that's, that's what you say. All good things got to come to end. Let's go ahead and head on to Match Point. Match Point. Let's close up shop. We know more than we did before. Let's use that. Look, Taylor. I know I'm not as smooth as you. Okay, I ain't got all. I ain't got all. The, the head smoothness. is smooth, though. I'll be honest with yeah, you. Oh, my head be smooth when I be shaving it on that. <laughs> yeah, got that fresh shave. Got to be smooth. Uh, yes, my head is smooth, but no, uh, I don't. Ha- I don't have all all your skills. You know, we go into a- the worst thing about playing with you, Taylor, is when you go in a room with anybody that doesn't know you. They're like, Oh, I hey, know. man, I, do you? I know. Do you? Do you do a podcast or something? You a caster? You know, are you a streamer? You caster? You a, you you a radio personality? Like, no. You gotta be. No, you I'm a sports be. commentator. What games do you cast? Yeah, look, by the way, yeah. totally blessed for that, man. Totally blessed for that. that. That's true. But it do, it does happen every every single game, no matter what game yeah. it is. I'm blessed, but, you know, it's overwhelming it, at times. I'll be real. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, no, but it's fun. It's fun for sure. And you... You were big coming up with with these good, you know, match points. So I'll let you go ahead and, and lead us off here. Of course, I'll lead it off, man. Uh, so basically, what I've been struggling with. All right, now I didn't know I was struggling with this until I knew I was struggling with it when I was streaming last, uh, like the other day, and uh, my team was really irritated with me because I kept flashing them as breach. And I'm like, yo, I've never had this issue before. I'm gonna be real with you. My flashes are normally on point. I'm like, well, maybe it's my team messing up. Probably not if all four players are complaining other than myself. So what I realized is the game has sped up quite a bit, right? So I, I really need to work on my timing of the flashes. But more importantly, and this is something that I think can be applied across all agents that can be played, is I need to be better with my communication of what I'm going to be using. When I'm when I'm going to be flashing, I now call out, hey, I'm flashing, flashing this, flashing that. I'm going to flash here. I'm going to flash there. So my team is well aware so they can avoid being flashed themselves, especially if they're pushing in. And that can be applied to Omen as well with his flashes because I can't tell you how many times I've been flashed by an Omen flash just out of completely left field. I had no idea it was coming and that can be avoided. Same thing for Phoenix, right? And, and just across the board. So for me, I'm going to be working on my communication of what I'm intending to do so my teammates understand and know. Now, don't get that twisted with calling out everything you're doing because you don't want to muddy the communications because too much of a, of a good thing can be a bad thing, right? So too much communication can actually be a, a huge negative. But either way, I'm definitely going to work out uh, or work on doing my specific callouts for my flashes, my, my ground pound and, and things like that. So my team is in the loop and they no longer roast me for flashing them that's going to be it troy what about for you you know mine's almost kind of the opposite of that mine's actually listening better to my teammates as i've been playing phoenix and i've been uh you know flashing going in a lot there are moments when i can wait for that brimstone smoke when i can wait for that that rain of flash as well that might be able to give us a, a little bit of an entry through the wall right kind of flash uh, and so I, I, uh, I, I'm really going to be focusing this week on, as I've been playing Phoenix and getting better at Phoenix, really paying also attention to, uh, to my teammates and what they're calling out, what they're doing. Uh, maybe even asking for them to like, hey, can you, can you throw me a smoke here? Hey, can you, you know, where are you guys at? I think just having a little bit more of that awareness as I'm switching these roles and playing somebody new uh, is, is, is what I want to get into. 
But if you have a tip, if you have something you're working on you want to share with us, you can email us over at thevalorantpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Valorant Podcast. And uh, you can follow myself on Twitter, 2LoudTX. Taylor, at Reflections. Yes, just like how it sounds, he has an OG Twitter handle, Reflections. Uh, well, but go ahead, Taylor. Take us out of here for today, buddy. Always a great time having you, of course. For 20 episodes, we just keep the fuego coming. And it's all because of you agents out there. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to leave a, uh, a rating as well as a comment so we can feature you in the next Ask the Agent section. You can do that either on Podbeam or iTunes. We would love to hear from you, whether it be positive or negative. Just keep them coming in. Either way, for myself, Taylor Reflections, Noble Troy Tuttle, aka Two Lab, we loved having you, and we hope to see you guys again on the next episode of the Valorant Show. Grab some water, refill those clips, and let's get back out there. <laughs>